Hey guys, welcome. Welcome back to another one of my episodes, IDK with Christian, but this time it's IDK Dreamers versus the Realists. And don't I got a good topic for you. I got a lot of good guests, new guests and a returning guest. And I'll talk to you about that app when I introduce them. I just can't wait for this exciting moment to happen. I'm telling you right now, the Dreamer and Realist competition. I have a lot of friends that are realists. And I'm a dreamer and me telling my friends my dreams and they were like, ah, da, 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 and blase, blase, all stuff like that. And I was like, ah, I need a topic. We need a topic about this. And so I'm excited. So let's introduce our guest right now. First guest is actually a newcomer, Casey Wild. Hey, Casey, how have you, how are you doing? Um, I'm good. How are you? Doing good. So tell me about yourself. Go ahead. Uh, I'm Casey Wild. I'm 16 years old, a junior at Millbrook, and I am, I would call myself a dreamer, but I'm a realist when I need to be. That's how I would describe it. So you're like, there's a set, I looked it up on website, on Google. They're assessing as a dreamer realist and a realist dreamer is. It's a whole thing. There's a whole different circle. So you would call yourself more of a dreamer realist. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's introduce our next guest, which is also a newbie, Kaylee Jacobs. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. How about you guys? I'm doing good. Tell me about yourself. Oh, my name's Kaylee Jacobs. I'm 17. I'm a junior at Wakefield High School. Glad to be here. And uh, what would you categorize yourself for this topic? Um, I would say I'm like a combination. I don't know. Like you said, you looked it up. I don't know what the difference is. So. Well, and we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that definitely. All right. So, our last but not least, definitely someone who came back, a returning one. Hello, Ariana. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Tell me about yourself. Um, I'm Ariana. I'm 16, a junior at Wakefield, and I'm a realist. All right. Okay. So, before we get to the questions and stuff i want to put the put stuff turn put things to definitions yeah so a realist is a person who accepts a situation as it is and is prepared to deal with it accordingly so this is more of a i what i see i need to see it to believe it type of type of thing also a sense of (laughs) also a sense of if it's not there or it's not like present in the uh, situation i i'm sorry i don't know what i can't ha- i can't help you with that now uh if you don't know what the dreamer is it's just somebody who thinks um universally that unless uh, with that they think universally and they try to use things not tangible to the world but tangible through their minds and that and they create different new things also like and new things and create new situations and ideas. And I'll get to that too in a little bit. So let's get it started. So the first question I have is for everybody. And I'll actually, I'll go first, if you don't mind. And the question is, how were you raised? Were your parents dreamers or realists? How did that affect your childhood? So for me, I was raised uh, as, well, both my parents are pastors. 
So definitely uh, in the Christian family. But when it came to like how they uh, taught me is that just faith was the number one thing and faith and well, what I, what I thought was faith and dreams correspond. And another word for faith, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a word adjacent is manifesting. Faith is like, I have faith in this. You're like manifesting something to come true. And it's believing in God and all that kind of, and all that stuff. But for me, my dad was a dreamer and my mom was a dreamer realist. So my mom had all these dreams and, but there was a certain point in time that she felt that her dreams weren't gonna come true. So she like migrated to, towards a realist saying that I need to see it. I, I can't, she was, a, she was afraid of failure, which that's another thing we'll talk about another question. And that really affected the way my family worked, but on promise, my dad was such, he's like a dreamer like me, like how I dream, that's how my dad dreams. So that's why when people was like, Christian, you're unrealistic. I'm like, no, 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 no. My dad does the exact same thing. I can't be, it can't be unrealistic. So he, he really drilled that in me that if you dream the dream and work for it, anything can happen. It might take time. And we're not saying it's gonna be overnight, but definitely if you dream the dream, anything could anything that you want to achieve so let's go to the next person casey how did how were you raised were your parents dreamers or realists how did that affect your childhood um i would say that overall both of my parents were probably more dreamers my dad was more of a realist than my mom but they were both born and raised in new york and they met doing kind of dreamer like activity. They had big dreams for like political change and like societal change. And so they met doing like that kind of work. Um, but it definitely affected how I was raised, especially um, as soon as I told my parents that I wanted to do theater, they were never parents that were like, no, be a doctor, be a lawyer. They were extremely supportive of my dreams. And um, I would say, they can be realistic about realistic about certain subjects, but um, they're overall dreamers. So I think that gave me a good childhood. Okay. Ariana, how about you? Um, I'd say like everybody in my family is a realist. So everybody like who I grew up around and who raised me was definitely a realist. And um, that definitely spilled over into my life because my family's like, they're really the type of people, like, um, if you want a goal, like, make sure that you don't set it too far out of your reach. And I think the main thing is being that if your dreams are too big, then a lot of times, like, and you don't look at it through, like, a reality aspect and, you know what I mean, like, analyze what you can do and how far you can go, like, in your life and the opportunities that you have now that you'll end up being disappointed if you do not accomplish your goals. Okay. Kaylee. Um, I would say that like Casey, my dad was kind of more of like a realist than my mom. Um, but I think they've they've always like encouraged me to like pursue what I want no matter what. And I've always wanted to do something in like fashion. And so they would be like, Yeah, you can pursue that, but they were also realists saying like just make sure that, you know, you set like Ariana said, like you can set attainable goals. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. Okay, so 
when I was looking up and doing my research for the dreamer versus realist, there was this thing that said how the the point of realists is is that they can dream. We're not saying that they're not dreamers, but they think of more tangible dreams, like you said, not far reach, something that it could be, if you dream about it, you could do it in a certain amount of time that you want it. One or two versus dreamers, they just dream everything. And it could be long-term. It might not even happen during the lifetime, but they're still dreaming for somebody to accomplish that or see that. So, but there is this, how, what word I want to use? A stigmatism that realists have? No, that dreamers have, yeah. Stigmatism that dreamers have that they want to prove realists wrong. I know I have definitely have that. That I want to prove realists wrong in everything that I say. When they say something, be like, okay, no, 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 no. I'm going to prove you wrong. So uh, the question is, why is that there? Why is there this sense to prove realists wrong for about one stream? Is there a fear? Uh, is there a fear for realists that failure is inevitable? So we'll go the dreamers. I'll start with the dreamer for the first part of that question, and then Ariana, talk, and then Casey, Kaylee, and Ariana for the realist side of y'all. That's the second question, and I'll give y'all some statistics. So, out, uh, Kaylee, why is there this need to prove realists wrong about one's dream? Well, I think when there's something that you're really passionate about and you really you want to pursue it and, you know, like you've made a plan or whatever, you you just want to prove that, like, you're capable of doing what people say you can't do. So mm -hmm. it's not necessarily, like, a fear of, like, someone's judgment. It's just, like, I know what I'm capable of and I want other people to see that, if that makes sense. Definitely. Casey? Um, I think I agree with what Kaylee said. And I think it depends on the situation. Like sometimes realists um, are doing it out of the good of their heart when they're giving feedback because they want to help a dreamer or lower their standards. But I think for me, at least, I find that I really want to prove realists wrong when it's more negative than that. And they're saying kind of like mocking what you want. And I think that's something that like a lot of dreamers are driven by motivation and passion and that's why they have the big goals. And so nothing that you can say can really sway them from that. And it will just make them want to work harder, and prove you wrong. Definitely. I know for me, it's when people tell me that, uh, like, like the mockery way, I know not everybody is trying to like be mocking with it. But there is a sense that no matter if they say anything against it, it's like, are you mocking me? Are you being negative around me? Like, what are you saying that you're just saying that you don't believe in me? And I'm like, I'm not going to have it. I can't. I'm just not listening. It's in one ear, out the other. And there is, I feel so, yeah, like what Kaylee said and Casey, too, I feel passionate about things. There's this passion, this motivation that I do want to prove realists wrong. And it's children and adults. That when they uh, always tell me, oh, you need to find a more linear path, yeah. linear. And I was, and I'm like, no, I don't, no, no, because, and then I'm like, I'm gonna prove wrong. You're gonna see one day, and you're like, oh, dang, I, I, I should have believed in him, and now there's nothing I should believe in him. But there's also what I want to say is that it came, it came lonely. 
be trying to prove real is wrong because you're always motivated to prove somebody else wrong versus proving that you actually can do it. So when you get it, you're like, okay, now what do I do with it? I can't enjoy it because I didn't enjoy the steps that I took for myself because I was too busy thinking about what do they think about my steps? How do they look when I'm doing all this stuff? What do they think now that all my dreams are accomplished? Is it because then it's, it's not really your dreams that weren't accomplished for you, but it's for somebody else. And that's something that we, everybody, if you have a dream that somebody says needs to work on, that we need to find this balance that our motivation is not other people. Like they can be, but our biggest motivation needs to be ourselves. It needs to be ourselves driving each other, driving dreamers, realists to something, a common goal or accomplishment to really say, okay, I did this with my own blood, sweat, and tears and accomplished something for me and everybody else can now see it. And that's what we needed. And that's when you learn. So now for our realist sides, is there a fear for realists that failure is inevitable? Uh, Ariana, you take this one first. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I definitely do think that there's a fear of like failure, but I think that there's like a amount of fear like of failure in everybody. But I feel like since um, realists really like set realistic goals so that there is no room for failure, that it's more like heartbreaking or disheartening when they do fail. Casey? Um, yeah, I'm terrified of failure. failure. I hate failing so much, but I think at least for me, even though one of my biggest fears is failure, there's a bigger fear of not taking a chance and regretting it. And so it's like, if you put it in perspective and think about, um, especially if you're like taking a risk, like you might fail, but it's better to look back on it and say that you took the risk than to just think about what could have been. Definitely. Kaylee. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like you have to be willing to, if you truly are passionate about something and you truly do want something, you have to be willing to, you know, take risks and fight for it and, you know, work for it. And so I think, like they said, everybody has like a little bit of fear of failure because it's just you don't want to like mess up something you're so passionate about. You don't want to lose an opportunity. But it's like she said, at the end of the day, it's all about what you're willing to risk and gain for what you want and what you love. Yeah. So as I was, uh, when I was uh, looking at statistics for realists, is that everybody was born a dreamer, a sense of part of a dreamer as we all like, oh, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be mermaid, uh, all that kind of stuff. Like that, those tiny little dreams as you mature, and as some things, some kids, they still pursue that, dreamers, they keep going. They become more things of adulting or teenage, not really kid stuff, but also some people, they see uh, the failures of their family members that their dreams failed or the failures that as even little kids, they see failures of themselves and like, okay, I may be going to out of my reach. So realists, they turn, uh, dreamers, turn into realists because the fear of failure was too much that they decided to try to find something tangible and reachable 
that they don't throw anything as far as they uh, catch, catch it. So they try to find a sense of safety in their real in realism, and that their dreams now are not um, are not out uh, out there and long term. They're trying to find dreams that if it's long term, it's their short term goals, short term uh, accomplishments to get to that big long term. But or there's more short term as in okay, I could quickly do this and my dreams accomplished. But they never push themselves harder because they're like, okay, I don't want to fail after this. So I might as well just settle. There's a lot of settling with realists. And that's that's also they said the fear, feel the fear factor for anybody is tremendous, especially if you really can't focus on that. But what I try to do personally, and tell me what how y'all um, approach failure is when I try to do when I see failure and I, I didn't always do this I don't think of it as failure anymore I, I try not to think of it as failure anymore but more of a it's just not the right time because there's a not everybody and every everything always has it has something that they're supposed to do in this world so when you do that it might you might get that but it might not be long it's gonna be maybe a little longer than you expect and the once once you actually can accept that and say okay three things is i might not be here to see my dreams accomplished i might be uh just die of age and that mess up like all that <laughs> it's, it's sad but it's true also though is that my dreams might not come when I want it, but it will come when the world needs it. Ah, I love that. Oh my God, that was so smart. Okay. Uh, uh, and then the number three is that when dreams are manifested, you're not, you're doing it for yourself, but you're not only doing it for yourself anymore. You're doing it for other people that have that same goal. People that are more not interested in that, but when they see that dream accomplished, you're like, okay, let me maybe troll back and see if my dreams accomplished because he or she did that. So let me see if I could do that. So that's when it came to the dreamer and the realist. They said the greatest relationship is with one dreamer and one realist. A realist, uh, the realist job is to make sure the dreamer doesn't soar up to the sky too high. And the dreamer job is to make sure the realist at least could fly a little, maybe just levitate to maybe push their dreams to try and take risk. So do you believe that? Do y'all believe that the greatest relationship is one dreamer and a realist? But can the realist sometimes degrade the dreamer? Uh, Kaylee. Um, I think it probably varies on situ like based on the situation. Cause like in theory it would like balance each other out, but you know, you could have a realist who just needs like that one push to follow their dreams, or you could have a dreamer who, I don't know, <laughs> like, I don't know how to like flip that, but I don't think it's necessarily like one answer fits all, because every situation is different, every relationship is different, and it depends really on how willing you are, or how open you are to the other person's perspective in their dreams, or their plan. So. Casey? Um, I think it's less that you need 
one dreamer and one realist in each pair individually and more. I think you need at least one dreamer and one realist when you're working towards a common goal together. I think that's when it's important to have one of each because like what comes to mind is like me and Christian, oh, sorry, me and Christian in freshman class council when we were both officers, I remember there was one time we wanted to have like a freshman festival and Christian being more of a dreamer than me, he was like, let's have a Ferris wheel and like food trucks. And we were like, I don't, and I had to kind of be like, I don't know if that's in the budget, like, like, like make it good, but I don't think it can be that good. So I think it's definitely important for dreamers to have someone not to lower their expectations, but to like set a goal in the middle and help them work towards that. Not in like a bad way, not like putting their dreams down, but helping them reach a dream, maybe just not as big as they originally dreamed it. Okay. Ariane? Yeah, um, I agree with the both of them. I definitely think that it varies like based on the person and like their circumstances. But um, I also feel like, like just from a general standpoint that um, a dreamer and a realist like will balance each other out because a dreamer can like help a realist kind of like not be as uptight or like go towards things that are a little more like ludicrous. And then a realist can help kind of like center uh, a dreamer out and tone their dreams down to something like a little more realistic. Okay, so then I want to see. Uh, then can realists sometimes degrade the dreamer? Then I really got that. So, uh, Ariane, I don't think it's really like a thing of degrading. I think it's more so like a thing of like coming from a place of love because I know, like Christian, when I give you advice, I'm Ooh. not like degrading you or like trying to degrade you, but giving you like trying to give you advice on like something like a way to help you move forward and like get towards your dreams. And I think that the main like reason why it comes off, I feel like is like degradation or like constant criticism is really like a difference of viewpoints mm -hmm. and like perspectives. So yeah. Definitely. Um, Casey? Um, I think by the actual definition of realists that you gave earlier, I think it's totally possible for someone who's more of a realist to degrade a dreamer, but I don't think that's, they're not a realist anymore. That's just like cruel if they're actually degrading you. Cause I, I definitely think there's a difference of um, giving advice and trying to help someone work towards a more realistic goal rather than like, I feel like with such a strong word, like degrading, it means like, putting them down and making them feel like they can't do that and they're not good enough. And I don't think that's like a realist trait. I don't think realists are antagonists. I just think it's um, certain people can definitely degrade, but I think in general realists do do it out of a place of love and just like they want to share how they think about things and they think that everybody else should think that way too. Kaylee. Um, for me, I see it as like dreamers and realists. That's about how you see the world, right? That's about how, like your perspective. So it's not 
necessarily that they're trying to degrade you or intentionally, you know, say you're not going to achieve that dream. It's more of like, I see it this way and you see it this way. And this is how like I would achieve it. And this is how you're saying you're going to achieve it. So it's kind of like giving your differing perspectives and views, not intentionally Mm -hmm. like degrading or like mocking somebody for what they want to do. It's just a different All right, so um, this next question is for Casey and Kaylee. And it's the question is, how does someone manage to be both a dreamer and a realist? Is it hard sometimes with two sides of you fighting against each other all the time? Uh, Kaylee, you take this one. Um, I wouldn't say it's a fight. I'd say it's more like I have there are the two sides, you're right, but it's like they're balancing each other out and they're, like I was saying earlier, it's about the two different perspectives and viewpoints. And so it's, you have the realist side that's saying, this is how you could, this is how you could achieve that. This is how, these are the steps you can take to get there. And the dreamer is saying like, this is my end goal. Like, does that make sense? Like, this is my end goal. And then the realist is like, these are the steps you can take to get closer. It's not necessarily like a fight. It's just more of like a balance. Okay. Casey. Yeah, I agree with what Kaylee said. I don't see it as two sides of myself or like a fight. I think, I mean, I dream all day, but I take one of those dreams and then realistically think, okay, what do I have to do to get there? What can I do to improve myself? And what can I, what smaller goals can I set in the meantime to like help me get there? So I don't think it's like, it's not like one side of me is like, I want to be on Broadway. And the other one's like, no, you're terrible. You'll never make it to Broadway. It's more just like, I want to make it to Broadway. And then the other side's like, okay, well, hypothetically, if you can't make it to Broadway, maybe you can do regional theater or something like that. Like trying, I think it's mainly just backup plans. Like thinking about like what I want to do if I couldn't eventually achieve my dream. Okay. All right. So then, this is not in the a list of questions, but I do have a, a question for everybody. Is do you think that dreamer, the dreamer realists are the actual future uh, in the world, or even like how the world was built in the past? As people, all everybody was like, uh, you not you can't go to make a new country. You can't do this. You can't build these buildings, this uh, currency, uh, schooling. Uh, uh, diversity. All. Do you all think that for the world to exist the way it is right now, that there was the one person or a group that were two, uh, two dreamers and like a realist, like they're together in that sense? Uh, y'all could just, whoever wants to go. I think it was probably the majority of innovators were probably dreamer realists in the way that um, I think a lot of times with some dreamers, at least they have dreams, but they just like sit there and dream them. Like they don't like try and like, I think some people expect it to like fall into their lap while like others will like put in the work for it, which most dreamers do put in the work for it. And, but I would say the majority of like innovators and pioneers in the past were probably dreamer realists who had a vision of what they wanted the world to look like and 
laid out steps and plans to work towards that. Okay. Um, anybody else want to take that, Kaylee, Ariana? Um, I couldn't think of like a specific like group of people, but I was thinking like entertainers and musicians who are always like, even now today, you still have people that are like, that's not a career that you should pursue. That's not something that you should pursue seriously. And then you have all these people. It's tr it's truly their one and only dream, and you know they work for it, and they are able to achieve their dreams, and they push boundaries, and they just I lost my train of thought. They achieve their goals and they prove people wrong. You know what I mean? And they're just like able to do what they love, regardless of what other people are saying. Okay, area. Um, when you said like a, a dream of realist that's like the future, I thought of like Steve Jobs and like other like tech engineers because a lot of them did start out having like a dream like somewhere in their childhood home and then they made that turn into a reality. And I definitely feel like, um, like Casey said, there is definitely like a connotation with dreamers that they don't like work towards their goals. And like realists are always like working towards like towards something and they like get that. So I definitely think that it's good and very important that we have people who are a mix of dreamer and realist. Because those are the ones that are going to like push the boundaries and create new things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my last question is dreamers are always getting constructive criticism uh, from the realists. But with constructive criticism, there will be a constructive response. So with that said, is having a realist in your life hurt, help or hurt your dreams? Kaylee, you take this one. Um, I'm going to say you just have to definitely be aware, the realist of, you know, getting your point across in a way that's not, that's constructive, constructive criticism, not just saying, this is not going to work, you know, like not just blatant criticism. You want to help that person. And I think the dreamer has to realize that usually it's coming from a, pay, a place of love. They want you to succeed. So it's like both sides, both parties have to be aware of how they are like explaining and how they're receiving what the other person is saying. Mm -hmm. Ariana? Um, I definitely agree with Kaylee. I definitely think that like the way that things come across um, and how you say things definitely does affect like the response you get. So I think it's best to like be very, I'd say like when giving constructive criticism as a realist, it's not the best route to give like tough love to a dreamer because it does definitely come across the wrong way. Casey. Um, I think every dreamer needs a realist or two to um, help them achieve their goals and like set more realistic goals. But I think it can really become harmful if it's all the realists against one dreamer or like they don't really have a support system. I think it's really important for dreamers to have good support and people encouraging them and helping them to work towards their goals um, but I know for, I've been lucky enough to like always be encouraged by everyone around me uh, pretty much. But I know for a lot of people, they'll have a dream and virtually no one is supportive of it. And so I think 
that's where it crosses the line of like being a realist into just kind of being mean and like, you know, I don't yeah. know. Uh, when I was before I was taking break from my personal side of Instagram, I saw this video, uh, saw this video of Stan Lee, which you don't know, he's a creator of Marvel. Mm -hmm. And he, he said, he said something and I thought it was like, wow, I need to say this on my podcast about Spider-Man and his creation of Spider-Man. And I think I was a TED talk or something. And he said that his publicist and everybody was like, that's a stupid superhero. Nobody's going to like him. And no, it's just, it's not going to work. He blatantly said, it's stupid. Don't do it. It's not your dream. That dream is just not realistic at all nobody's gonna like the superhero it doesn't make sense so but stanley said no mm -mm. he secretly published a snippet of spider-man on one of his other stories and everybody loved it and guess what the public said he was like oh stanley you remember uh the superhero spider-man that we all love that i was like so uh supported up all the way I, you see that fake uh uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they loved it. And he was like, oh, they do. So the moral of that story, he said, was that sometimes you have to take your dream without anybody holding your hand or without the support system that everybody else has. There is sometimes that not all dreams are genius dreams. I'm not saying that. He, he said not all dreams are genius dreams. But when you do feel like one or two of your dreams are genius and that you really want to fight for it then your thing is you, you say you're either with me or against me it's just but bottom line right there because that he believes so wholeheartedly in that superhero that he said i don't care what anybody else says i'm going to do this without with or without your help so what then question with all we just we'll talk about more with all those superheroes that he created and also with that, how do you feel that his goal to keep going can achieve to your goal? I don't ever write it right. To your goal. Yeah, let's just let's just start that. Uh Kate. Um, I was gonna say like he created an empire. Like he created a whole universe that people are so devoted to and such loyal fans of and so to hear that like his team at first was like that's not a good idea and now he's one of the most popular characters in the universe it's just like and i mean like the marvel universe not like the, the universe <laughs> but to just see how he went from it just an idea that people weren't supporting to one of the most lovable characters it's just it's really inspiring, I think, about how, like you said, people aren't always going to hold your hand. You're going to have to do things yourself. You have to believe in yourself at the end of the day more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Casey? Um, yeah, I think the story is really inspiring and definitely applies. And I remember there was always, like, in school, they would tell us the example of that same thing with, like, Albert Einstein, who's, like, I mean, we call smart people Einstein. Like, he's known to be, like, the smartest person ever, basically. And I remember they told us stories about how, like, 
he got kicked out of school because he asked too many questions or like no one thought that he would amount to anything. And so I think stories like that, like success stories are really important and influential because it's kind of the idea of like people say you won't find success in that, but if no one goes after their dream, then there won't be any singers and there won't be any performers or athletes or anything. So like someone has to do it. So it might as well be you and you might as well try. Uh-huh. Ariana. Um, I think that story is very inspiring also. And it kind of goes to show like really give people like a boost of confidence and like teach them something about perseverance because he didn't give up when, you know, like nobody believed in him and he had to believe in himself to obtain his goals. Uh-huh. All right. So I want to say thank you guys. And I have so this is the wrap up. And I want to say Ever, thank you for uh everyone who's listening right now. Thank you for our YouTubers who's watching and thank you for our podcast that are listening. And uh the goals that I have for everybody, because I get I give everybody a goal, a goal or two each each episode. So my goals right now is for I want to do one dreamer and one realist. So the dreamer's goal is don't let anybody say no to you but let them help you now and i was like what don't let anybody like say oh no that dream's not it no don't do that but allow people to say if they want to help you to help you don't just be like okay i'm gonna keep your arms distance because i don't want you to hurt me with my dreams allow allow them to help you yeah then the realist side if you're going to help somebody and give them constructive criticism, you cannot be, what's the, oh, geez, is it coherent? Or can't be against, oh yeah, I'm just gonna say against, easy word, against them retaliating or rebuttaling with that constructive criticism. That's why there's also a constructive response. Not They're not gonna just blankly agree with you. That's just not who we are no matter what. So you don't don't expect that to happen there's gonna be a debate. It's not arguing, it's just a debate. So those are the goals that I have. So now I wanna say thank you everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our next episode is going to be IDK versus the Asian, wait, wait, IDK, the United States versus the Asian community. All right, I'm so sorry. I messed that up. So yes, that is, I, it's gonna be IDK versus uh, the IDK, the United States versus the Asian community. <laughs> we'll have a whole, it's gonna be a good topic. We're gonna talk about all this new stuff and old stuff that's happening with the Asian community. We'll have uh, outsiders looking in. So it's gonna be some African Americans, some whites, some. I'm looking at all y'all. Y'all are in it. Just want to put it out there. Tell y'all now. All this y'all in it. And then we'll have uh, people, uh, people that's actually in Asian community tell us what we can do to help without you know being overbearing and feel like we're trying to take their power away because that that there's some people that do believe in that so i'm so excited for that and i can't wait for everybody to hear that so i'm gonna say thank you thank you thank you thank you uh to all my guests do you have any instagrams that you want people to follow casey underscore m underscore w that's my instagram Mine is Aerie 
A-R-I-dot-M-N and two underscores. Mine is just underscore Kaylee Jacobs. All right. And mine is IDK with Christian. Also, if you please, for YouTubers, like, comment, and subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications to get all my stuff. I sound like a real YouTuber. Okay. Also, if you feel generous in donating anything to help me push forward with this podcast, you could go to my Instagram at IDK with Christian, and it's in my bio, my cash app. Love y'all. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And hope to see you soon. Can't wait. Bye, guys.